Hi guys, welcome to the What's Your Story podcast and the first episode of Hot Take Thursday, uh, where I'll be discussing the NBA draft, the NBA playoffs, and the PGA championship. So start off with the NBA draft. Um, I thought that it was interesting that the uh, picks winded up being so sporadic as far as the teams that had the best odds of winning. Um, there's been a lot of talk on will this be the end of tanking and I don't necessarily agree with that because I think this was kind of an extraneous circumstance where uh, so many teams wanted one specific player and wanted to be first. I think that in the coming years you'll still see tanking because there will be a wider range of players that you know have the capability to really excel and succeed in the league and so teams are still going to want to try to strive to get one of those top five, top ten picks based on the talent pool coming out of uh, college. Uh, the number one hot take I have is that the Lakers will use their number four pick that they got, which, by the way, I think was only like 10% um, chance that they'd get one of those top five picks. Uh, I think that they're going to use that pick to make a trade with the Pelicans to finally get Anthony Davis, uh, and the Pelicans will kind of be able to build from scratch with – Zion and one other big name player that they draft at number four. I think it makes sense for both teams. I do have some concern about the fact that Boston will try to swoop in and get Anthony Davis. That's been something that's been talked about a lot and I think would take the the Celtics to the next level. But it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with Kyrie. And you, when you mention Kyrie, you have to mention Kevin Durant and the possibility of them going to the Knicks. So I think that the way I see it, the Lakers get Anthony Davis. They have the tandem of LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think that's a it's a it's a great pairing. I think that it's very serviceable. I don't know if that's still even a team that could make it to the Western Conference Finals. I'd like to hope so, as a big time LeBron fan and Lakers fan since 2018. But we shall see. Um, going back to the Kyrie thing, I think that. I see him ultimately going to the Knicks based on all the speculation around that, but it's still so hard to say because he's such a temperamental guy and one of those guys in the league where you really don't know what he's going to do. And I think it'll be also interesting to see what KD does as far as going to the Knicks because I don't really know how that dynamic would be as far as you kind of wonder what what the circumstance would be depending on like which guy would to go to the Knicks first if they were one or both of them to go to the Knicks. Uh, and even if one of them would go without the other, I don't know how that whole dynamic would work. If I had to guess right now, I'd see both Katie and Kyrie on the Knicks come the 2019 season. I think that they're both a fan of the big markets, and that would be a big factor playing into that. But it'll be interesting to see how the whole KD thing plays out, depending on when he gets back uh, into the series with the Blazers and Warriors, because I think that'll be telling in the fact that uh, I think that he really – you can tell he obviously wants to be the alpha and wants to run the team. And I think that it's kind of irking him a little bit to see the team do so well without him. So I think that that's only fueling his fire to want to get away from the team, but we'll see what happens when he gets back. If he has that same firepower that he did before he left the playoffs, definitely would have been considered the best or second best player in the playoffs up to the point where he left. So we shall see how that goes. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, um, I'll quickly go over the Warriors and Blazers series. The uh, Bucks and Raptors series is really what intrigues me. Obviously, I, like most people, don't think the Blazers have much of a chance. If I had to guess, I would say that 
The Warriors probably win in five games. I, I think the Blazers can take one at home where uh, McCollum and Dame both get hot, but I don't think it'll ever be much of a series. I think it'll be pretty much a snoozer. And I see the Warriors easily advancing to the finals in five games and would not be surprised to see a sweep. Uh, in addition to that, I think it'll be interesting to see if KD or Boogie comes back in the series at all. I would tend to think that they probably could, um, feeling-wise and injury-wise, but I don't think they will. If I had to guess, I think that the Warriors have, have a feeling that they'll be able to move past the series pretty easily, and they'd like to save those guys for the finals. So that's what I see happening as far as the injury concerns go. Um, the, like I said, the more intriguing series, the Bucks and the Raptors. Um, the hot take that I have here is I think Kawhi and Nante Dekumbo at any given point uh, this season, based on this season and performance in the playoffs, I think they're the number one and number two guys in the NBA right now. Uh, it's hard to you know find any guys that are better on both ends of the floor that can really dominate scoring the ball and that have just such intangible skills that you see in an, in an in and out of every game. I think that It'll be really interesting to see if they're defending each other very much from what I've heard and read. Uh, they, I think that that's not really the plan because just the fact that they need that offensive firepower and guarding each other would really drain them on the defensive end of the floor. So it'll be interesting to see how those defensive matchups work out. Um, this series, I think that I have personally the Bucks winning in seven. I think that they'll um, take it home for game seven and win it, but I think it'll be a really good series and I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors were to pull it off. Uh, I was checking out these lineups and I thought it was really interesting. I never really had kind of paid too close of attention to who and how many guys both of these teams are playing. So it looks like over the over most of the games, the Raptors are playing seven guys. Uh, their starting lineup, Lowry, Green, Leonard, Siakam, and Gasol. And then coming off the bench is usually Fred Van Vliet and Serge Ibaka for the most part. That's a really solid lineup, and the thing that stuck out to me the most is, like, all those guys can shoot the three. Uh, surprisingly, the worst three-point shooter uh, over the reg- course of the regular season was Kyle Lowry at just 28%, which is not terrible. You definitely have to respect that, and the fact that over his career, Lowry has been a pretty solid three-point shooter. That's definitely an outlier season for him. So they can really shoot the three ball, as obviously pretty much everyone can in the game right now. You can't really advance at this point without being able to um, – you know, shoot the three. Uh, also interesting dynamic to, you know, there's always the dynamic between the two teams of one being fresh and one having all that time off. Um, and then compared to the Raptors, just going into uh, that game seven with the Sixers and being a little bit depleted. I think that that plays out in the Bucks winning the first game handily. And I think it'll be interesting to see how that whole dynamic plays out because, you know, obviously, it's the rest or rust dynamic. You're never really sure how that's going to work out. But I think that that'll definitely benefit the Bucks, especially in the first couple games. Then the Bucks, they're usually playing eight guys. It's been um, sort of sporadic lately because of the fact that um, Brogdon has been out uh, with an injury, with a foot injury. Uh, actually, sorry, they play nine guys usually if you're talking Brogdon in. And that starting lineup has been frequently Bledsoe, Middleton, and this is with Brogdon out. Uh, he's usually a starter and probably will start uh, at some point in the series, game three or so. Uh, it's Bledsoe, Middleton, Ante Dacumbo, Miritich, and Lopez, which is a pretty solid starting five as well. Uh, again, all those guys are shooting the three ball, uh, as is obvious. Ante Dacumbo, obviously not as much, but has that incredible driving capability. And then the guys that are playing a lot off the bench, uh, 
in George Hill, and then Kanaten, I think is his name. I'm not too familiar with that guy. And then Ilyasova. And so they have a really – they have the deeper lineup. I think that the Raptors all season were known for being really deep but haven't really been as apt to play like eight or nine guys like the Bucks have. So that will be interesting to see um, as well, and especially thinking about back to the dynamic of the, the – the, you know, which team is more fresh that's going to be able to keep the Bucks starters a little bit more fresh. And that's why I ultimately give them the advantage. Um, so now on to the PGA Championship – I got a couple hot takes for you here, and I'll just give them to you right off the bat. Number one, Tiger is not making the cut. I think that it's really weird how he hasn't played any competitive golf since the Masters and has been taking time off. They said he didn't even play Wednesday. I think that is a telltale sign that he's not feeling 100% healthy, even though he wouldn't admit that because he doesn't want that narrative out there. And I think that he's going to be kind of hobbled up and he's going to surprise everybody and not make the cut. Um, my other hot take is that I have Bryson DeChambeau winning it. I think that he's due. I think that he's one of the best up and coming players, even though I'm really not that big of a fan because he's kind of a douche, but you know, he's an all right guy, I guess. I think that he'll definitely win a major in the next coming years. And I don't see why it couldn't be the PGA at Beth page this year. Um, in addition, checking out the, um, odds. It looks like Kepka and Johnson, for the most part, um, are looking like the two favorites. And then Rory and Tiger coming in at three and four, followed by I'll just kind of name a few off here that are coming in somewhat close, kind of close to rounding out the top ten. Would be Rom, Rose, Fowler, Day, Molinari, Fleetwood, Shoffle, um, Shoffley, however you say it. Finau's up there, and then DeChambeau, and then it kind of gets a little more sporadic after that. Um, surprisingly, well, I guess it's not that surprising, but it's just interesting to see the name Spieth. I think he's barely in the top 20, uh, has not been playing very well lately, but he does have the chance here if he were to kind of start to turn his game around and have a shot at winning it to complete the career grand slam, which is something I think would be really cool. I think that would be one of those things that everybody in golf would enjoy seeing and would be sort of a, a crowd and fan favorite. Um, what else? You got John Daly at 1,001 odds to win, um, taking his card out there because he has some problems with his knee, I believe it is. Um, players are kind of throwing a fit about that. I don't really see the big deal. Guy's obviously hobbled up, and he's probably not going to make it to the weekend anyway. So, yeah. Um, what else? I think that I don't like Brooks Kepka, so I hope he doesn't win. I just think he's kind of – I don't know. I don't like, I don't like his attitude toward the game. I've never really liked him very much. Um, I could definitely see him winning it. Obviously, he's a winner last year and is one of the top two favorites, but we'll see how that plays out. I would be very surprised if he wasn't in one of the final pairings on Sunday just because he obviously is a great player and he has the ability to sort of transcend that pressure like a lot of guys can't, it, it seems like, especially being able to hold off Tiger, the last PGA Championship. Um, but, yeah, from what I'm hearing, Beth Page is obviously really favoring – the long ball. We'll see how the weather holds up. That's partly a concern for some of the golfers as well. They say, at least on the first day, there's going to be some rain in the morning, which is when Tiger tees off. So could be off to a rocky start already. That's all I got for this week. I hope you enjoyed these hot takes and let me know what your thoughts are and we'll see you again next week.